Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is March 25th, and we're coming at you for a trade deadline special version of the Pineapple Couch this Thursday. Uh, This is, again, the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, episode 86. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, as well as you can check out our YouTube channel because we put up uh, weekly Marvel reviews, and sometimes we also put up some of the conversations we have about sports on the pod, and we'll definitely be doing that more in the future. I am joined today by Josh Bilker to break down the craziness that was today's NBA trade deadline. Josh, how you doing? Good, good, very good. Crazy one. This is one of the craziest deadlines I think I've we've had in a while, just because one, how late mm-hmm. it is, and I, I I just think that there were a lot more moves because of the whole playing games that people are trying to oh, buy yeah. and sell late. So it's yeah, no, I mean this is this is wild. I don't even know where to start, so I'm gonna leave that to you on. Yeah, how you well, don't break worry. This I'll, I'll guide you all on this journey. Um, I do think one reason that this trade deadline stood out kind of was I don't, I feel like there wasn't much momentum for a ton of trades and just recent until like the last 72 hours and then things really exploded. There was one thing that really did shock me and we'll get to that. But otherwise, I think there's some interesting moves made. Oh, I think some teams got a little better. Tease. Yeah, a little tease, but uh, let's first start with the big, uh, the big trade of the day. Maybe the first or second. I don't know how we want to put it, but uh, Denver and Orlando have agreed to the Aaron Gordon deal. Uh, Denver is sending Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a first-round pick to the Magic for Aaron Gordon. This is a good replacement for the Jeremy Grant role in Denver because they are they seem to be missing him from last year. He's doing well for the Pistons. Um, Josh, what is your first take, first reaction to Aaron Gordon joining Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray in Denver? I, I love this trade. I, this is my favorite trade of the day um, by far mm-hmm. and, and just the best move, I think, overall. Because I think you, you mentioned the Jeremy Grant role. That's absolutely what this was to address is try to replace some of those Jermichael Green minutes and mm-hmm. give a little bit less to Paul Millsap because he just seems a little little bit done. I, I don't think Paul Millsap can play 30 minutes really uh, effectively as much anymore. Um, and I think he might be better than Jeremy Grant potentially too. Aaron Gordon is, is the thing. Wow. I mean, I mean, for, for Denver, I think, cause I don't think we saw what he was in Detroit, like at any point of his career to, this season, what we've seen from Jeremy Grant. But I, I think Aaron Gordon yeah. could be that good. And he's, he's definitely, everyone talks about how good of a defender he is. He's a high flyer. I'm very fucking terrified of Jokic, Aaron Gordon pick and rolls that could fucking happen. And that's just mm-hmm. that's just scary to me to just see the first lob pass from Jokic to Gordon. It's just going to be terrifying. Yeah. That will be something to see. Also, another thing why I like this move is Aaron Gordon. He's kind of like the case of a guy who his, was in, his whole career, throughout his whole career, everyone has basically kind of said, dang, what could be basically with him? Yeah. Not that he wasn't doing well in Orlando, but it's just like he's kind of just in Orlando doing nothing, not playing meaningful basketball really, and seeing him go to a big-time team in the Western Conference like this and get those opportunities for Denver to have big minutes guarding players like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. He's exactly what this Nuggets team it needs, and – we're going to finally really get a good idea of what Aaron Gordon can do because he'll be in some big games needing to do big things. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for that. I'm optimistic, but we'll certainly see. 
Well, see, the the whole thing with Aaron Gordon, right, is they never played him at the four either because Orlando has like, has like 80 bigs on that roster at any given point. Because obviously he— Josh, you could— yeah, you could argue that Aaron Gordon, like outside of like Draymond and maybe like a guy like Blake Griffin earlier in his career, is like the most obvious stretch four. Yes, like he's a- absolutely. so it's so wild that they it, it played is. him at three. Sorry they, to interrupt. They, just no, 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 no. That's exactly my point. Is in and, and speaking of Draymond, is they people for years have been saying get him on another team. He could be Draymond Green if he wanted to be. Like if that that's his that's his ceiling basically. And, I mean, I don't think he's going to live up to that necessarily because, as we've talked about in the past, Draymond Green is insanely fucking good and honestly underrated mm-hmm. at this point. Of yeah, how good Draymond Green people is. hate him. Yeah, and I understand that as with Patrick Beverly on my team too. It's, it's, it's just the same exact kind of scenario. Not to compare them because, obviously, Draymond yeah, easy, Green is it easy, easy. completely. I'm just saying just based on, like, league-wide opinion and just because mm-hmm. they're assholes, basically. Uh, but anyways, back to Aaron Gordon. Finally, he gets to play the four. I I hope. I I, I he'll hope be, he'll be playing the four. Yeah, because I mean I I mean between I guess him and uh, Michael Porter Jr. They'll probably split time in the three and the four. But yeah. Porter Porter to me is much more of like a three. Uh, yeah, as, Porter as can well. do four, but like I him he as can't a play three defense, isn't bad. Though. Aaron Gordon as a three to me is just not not what at you all. See. No, and yeah, and I don't like that. And we'll talk more about Orlando. I I I. I kind of hate what they did overall. Yeah, they, they had a tough day. Yeah, it was um, just really well, dumb. Good segue because this is the most shocking move of the day for me was the Orlando Magic sending Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic, to the Chicago Bulls for not that much. I'm going to pull up Woj's tweet really quickly here so I can get you the exact trade. But to me, what stood out about this trade was like that's all it took to get Vucevic. Yeah. Um, it was it was I'm two first rounders and Wendell Carter Jr. with Otto Porter, who's just there for money purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, I I do not think that's at all worth. They they were asking apparently earlier in the season is the thing when the Celtics were were calling and asking about him. The price was like James Harden level to the Nets. Like they yeah. were they were expecting like f- I was expecting like at five first round picks if Vooch was moved at all. And he wasn't, and I, I didn't think he was. That was the rumor at the, at the end of it. Is they were going to hold on to him because they just signed him to this deal. Yeah, and he's he's really freaking good. Oh, he's absolutely. another guy like Aaron Gordon. Where I guess he's different than Aaron Gordon because he has had just like not that Aaron Gordon hasn't been productive, but uh, Vucevic has been like a different type of productive. The dude's twenty four and ten. He's a top five big uh, center in the league, I would say. And um, yeah, I probably. think they sold. They got a shit deal, if you think about, I think, what they could have maybe gotten earlier in the year or if they were smarter about this. Um, but what I do think stands out to me is that this Bulls team now is no joke. And I, this is the whole season this year, I've come around on Zach Levine. I was not a Zach Levine hater. I just kind of, for most of his career, was like, okay, this guy is going to be a good stats, bad team guy. Yeah. And then what I've seen this year, I think he can be more than that. And especially when you add in Vucevic, who is just as good as Levine, or if not better, he's a little more, I don't know, they're right around the same level, but that pairing in pick and rolls, pick and pops will be lethal. Um, You think about just four guys they can throw out there. You got Kobe White, Zach Levine, Thad Young, and um, Vucevic, that's nothing and to Patrick laugh Williams about. too, actually, who's been. And Patrick been Williams, and Markinen is still on the roster. Yeah. So. 
I'm we'll I'm surprised. The I most surprising great. thing, I I agree with you. First of all, I I think this is a fantastic move for Chicago. I mean, it's a perfect perfect buy low. Um, and and I still am really curious why, because Boston might end up being a, a better pick this year in this draft than than Chicago. But I guess if you trade Vucevic to Boston, maybe I don't know, maybe that levels out. But I I, I could very well see Boston finishing below Chicago in the standings. But I'm really surprised, though, that Markkanen wasn't the guy in this deal, and it was Wendell Carter. Because, I, I mean, they're both kind of underwhelming prospects for Chicago, but mm-hmm. Markkanen even more so. I, I, I know a funny story about Wendell Carter uh, at Summer sure. League when he was in Summer League. Me and my dad sat next, sat next to his mom. Mm. Oh, nice lady. Oh, those just, yeah, yeah, that, just, that's it. I, she was I nice. I like Wendell Carter. No, Wendell Carter's great, but on the other hand, why the fuck did Magic get another fucking center? They have three yeah, centers yeah. on roster still. They because I was like, oh cool. When I saw Vooch moved, I was like, cool. Mobamba, Mobamba time and and Kem Birch. No, they they got Wendell Carter as another young big, and I just don't I don't understand what they're doing. Do they do they see this as? I think they're giving up on Mobamba completely, which is also just way too yeah. soon. But yeah, I, I think they've completely given up on him. And I mean, you also got to think about uh, who, what's his name? Uh, John Jonathan Isaac. Isaac, who's been yeah. hurt. He's good. He's, no, he's I phenomenal. Think, like a yeah. legit player. So yeah. I do think it's questionable that they bring in another big another man. Another big. Because again, they're going to have theoretically it's be Jonathan an Aaron Isaac, Gordon Wendell problem. Carter. Again, they're going to have Jonathan John Isaac, Isaac play the Wendell three. Carter. He needs to play four, and Carter could play the five. That could be somewhat interesting. But the yeah, Magic we'll, have shown us that they don't do that. We'll see. They're we'll not see. very smart. Yeah. And then, um, next, go on. next move, Josh. We're going to stay in the state of Florida. Houston sends Victor Oladipo to Miami for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a draft swap. And uh, I think the big winners of today have to be the Heat, and let me tell you why. Victor Oladipo is not the best player who was traded today. I think he's probably third. Yeah, he's around there. At his height, though, he at one time would have been ranked number one out of this group. But what... Miami did is Miami really wanted to add another piece and they had some stuff to move and they also wanted to clear cap space and so you thought that they were going to go for Kyle Lowry which they were very very hard but when the asking price on Kyle Lowry got too high I know that they wanted Duncan Robinson and then they also wanted Hero really really bad and if you're the Heat why would you trade a 19 20 year old like Hero who just played big minutes in the playoffs for you and seems to be like a a guy you'd want to have on your team in the future. And so they say, okay, we can't do that. And they essentially go get Victor Oladipo for nothing, for nothing, for absolutely nothing. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olnick, a draft swap, that's nothing. You get Victor Oladipo to help you for the rest of this season and see what he's got left. And then, obviously, I think that Victor Oladipo wants to re-sign in Miami. He totally seems like a Pat Riley, Jimmy Butler type of guy. And so... I think this was a great, great win for the Heat, not having to give up Robinson or Hero or even Kendrick Nunn, like we had been hearing, or Drogic. So I think uh, the Heat did a, a good job today. This Victor Oladipo thing can, it really, like, it's no risk in a way, weirdly. And when you have a player of this caliber, I feel like there's a lot of times there's a big risk of him leaving, but it's just like I them being able to keep those young pieces made it this just a no risk for me. What do you think? 
Yeah, no, no, I, I, it's going to be boring, but I, I kind of agree with you once again. I, even more so, the Oladipo actually works out in his off seasons in Miami, usually with Dwayne Wade or Heat organization people too. On top of that, he's been like wanting to go to Miami for years, basically. Finally gets his wish, and that's partly probably why Miami was be able to get Oladipo so cheap because they really gave up. I mean, Avery Bradley and, and Kelly Olynyk who I, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of Olenek, uh really at all. Mm -hmm. And they also still have Trez Trevor Ariza as well that they flipped uh, uh, Myers Leonard for. So Yeah, Myers Leonard was just waived by the Oklahoma City Thunder 15 yeah, minutes ago. Well, his career is over. So. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, And so. he can't go into streaming. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Um, yeah, no, I, I like this move a lot, though. The Spurs just also, just Shams just tweeted this. Uh, this is at uh, 2.15. This is when he tweeted this uh, West Coast time that the Spurs have officially bought out Lamarcus Aldridge. So that confirms what we were thinking a few yeah. pods ago, Josh. <laughs> yeah. uh, what? How the fuck are they going to trade this guy? Who's going to trade for yeah, him? Yeah, if if Drummond was unmovable, there's no way Lamarcus Aldridge was yeah. going to get moved. And, I, um, which he's going to be Woj, next. It seems that uh, Miami, with all, in all likely, Aldridge is going to go to Miami, which, which again, I think is interesting. Yeah, but, I mean, replaces again, Kelly Olynyk no immediately. <laughs> no risk. Um, so I think that's a good move. Let's go. I Absolutely. want to talk to you about another thing. Two, two things in a row here that are similar. Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry both stay. Let's first start with Lonzo. Lonzo, I think that this was a great move keeping Lonzo. I actually really do like the chemistry between Zion and Lonzo. I think that is something going forward that the Pelicans could explore and could be very good. Um, but... You might have to pay him a lot this offseason. What do you think? And sorry to you and the listeners, you might hear a little like knocking or banging. It's because the people above me are replacing their carpet and they tried to send me some bullshit email saying that they were going to soundproof it and they had an audio engineer coming in so no, no one could hear it. And I was like, don't bullshit me. Are you going to put like eight feet of foam on every side of the apartment and to put in floors? I can hear every th single time you walk. Dumb well, if shit. It's, yeah, if it's on the sorry. ceiling, I don't understand how it's that would. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, They're saying, yeah, we're going to bring in this audio engineer and i'm just like bullshit i i call bullshit josh uh lonzo ball what what do you think of him staying for this season and what about the future how much do you think you get paid let's talk about all that i mean i i agree with you i don't think there was any rush to trade him immediately along with i'll, I'll throw in john collins as well because i just think they're very good young talents that i just don't think you were you want to necessarily move off of them lonzo especially he's thrown, shown flashes lately that he could be your franchise point guard in the future however though if they don't want to pay him if they don't want to give him like 25 million a year which is probably around where he's gonna want i imagine maybe mm -hmm. maybe they're lucky and they get like a 20 uh, like four for 80 something, yeah, like, something that. like that um but if they're not gonna pay him this is still gonna be a big mistake because i think the market for lonzo is probably the the tastiest, arguably, because I think a lot well, of the Knicks, would, a Bulls, a lot of teams would go for. Yeah, I mean, the absolutely. Clippers even. Yeah, I think easily. I think he's going to get the money he wants. If Denver, if, if the Pelicans aren't going to want to pay him, somebody's going to pay him the the price he wants because they're just mm -hmm. going to be willing to pay him. And so that that's the only thing is just financially. I just don't know if it makes sense. I get that you don't want to attach Lonzo necessarily if you don't if you're not positive you want him with this core, but I mean. Honestly, I, I don't see how you see like I don't see, I'm not saying you see that, but mm -hmm. I, I don't see that how the Pelicans would see that. That's I think he's a total fit. I agree. For this team more and, so than even Brandon Ingram. 
I, I 100 and that was what I was right about to get into is eventually you might have to move off of Brandon Ingram potentially and and so I would much rather have Lonzo and Zion than I don't know mm-hmm. just Brandon Ingram and Zion I think yeah and the, we're saying this about Ingram not because he's not good he's a good player but it's just kind of like he's taking a lot of the late yeah. possessions from Zion and I think that Zion is the best player on this team so eventually maybe um, they move off of Ingram yeah. because he's not even playing any defense. It's, too. It's he's, getting. He's gotten worse as a defender. Yeah, it's getting to like the Embiid Simmons debate again of like trying to split up one. Here of we them. go. And and that's going to be dangerous. Is that's going to be completely toxic, especially because they haven't even gone to the point where they're even playoff uh, caliber yeah. good yet. So like, I mean, this is it's just the rumbling. It's just this isn't going to end well. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to end well with the whole New Orleans situation with Zion, Lonzo, mm-hmm. and Ingram. But um, I, I I think though regardless, just give Zion or give Lonzo the money he wants and trade yeah. him later if you don't feel like that because he's still gonna be wanted. He's a young point guard with you tremendous can't let him vision. walk for nothing. Exactly, exactly. Because especially yeah. now, if you're not gonna trade him now, you're just gonna have to you you have to pay him now, even if it is max money at this point. You have to pay him, which is gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, other guy who stayed is Kyle Lowry. Uh, he stays in Toronto, and we know that the asking price was pretty high for Lowry, and Woj did tweet that uh, he said, in making trade offers for Kyle Lowry, teams had to take into consideration whether he would turn out to be a rental for the season or if they would be able to meet his contract expectations to stay in free agency. That impacted how far teams were willing to go on him. So it kind of sounds like Kyle Lowry was giving out no guarantees if you bring him, he'll sign there. And if you're a team like the Heat, you're not going to trade Tyler Hero and some picks and mortgage your future for Kyle Lowry. I think Kyle Lowry's good, but he's a 35-year-old point guard. Um, What is your takeaway on this? I mean, I just think the Raptors were asking for too much. Yeah. People tried to get him. I think the Raptors got too cute. Is is I think the the narrative there mm-hmm. is is because they 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 thought they could leverage Lowry and more, and and in all honesty, they don't need to trade him. I I think they're weirdly they're weirdly fine with keeping Lowry for the end of the season, which is always just wild to me that I I dude, thought yeah, go on yeah dude if you think about the Eastern Conference playoff situation, especially with the play in games, I mean what the Hawks won six or seven games in a row and jumped to like the four or five seed yeah. like that's Eight the games. Raptors have been injured. They are certainly a team. Like I don't know if the Raptors are healthy. I trust them more than the Hawks. Absolutely, are you kidding me? Pedigree Teams like alone. that. So, um, and I also think that it's my it's probably tough for the Raptors to trade Kyle Lowry because he's the greatest Raptor ever probably yeah he's their heart and maybe there's other players like Kawhi's obviously better than him um, but what he accomplished in Toronto he's their, the fan favorite oh, so absolutely. it's going to be tough to move on from that and so one last ride it seems like what they'll be doing in Toronto um, however staying with Toronto uh, the Trailblazers, we had been hearing that they wanted Aaron Gordon. They were involved in all this stuff. And, Josh, I think we talked about it, but Aaron Gordon would have been a, a just such an ideal fit Fantastic. there in Portland. They needed, a, just they kind needed of been a four their entire for forever, for forever since LaMarcus Aldridge yeah. left. I remember <laughs> when I was like, Kevin Love should go there. Yeah. And Blake Griffin, stuff like that. Which Kevin Love's still um, on the table, honestly, just not this season. So Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, but – uh, Norman Powell is who the Trailblazers end up getting. Norman Powell, great offensive players, have been been playing really well. To me, this is tough though because while I do like Norman Powell, 
he's just another offensive first guard that's nothing crazy defensively and that does not solve any of Portland's problems when guarding players like LeBron or Kawhi they they needed an Aaron Gordon they needed that not just 3 and D they needed they needed that type of guy um and Norman Powell yeah Blazers will have more firing power I guess but I to me this it wasn't that it was bad, like getting Norman Powell. It was just what you could have gotten, you know. Yeah, a- absolutely. I weirdly though, I I mean, I'm sure this is like objectively an upgrade, but I I really like Gary Trent Jr. I I don't know. He's been I, playing well for them. He has, and I, I'm really surprised that they moved off of him, anyways, because he's also just a very young player, and I feel like they do just about the same thing. Him and Powell, and Powell. This is Powell's like first season that I've seen him kind of really pop. I mean, he's been good for a while uh, with Toronto. For yeah, the whole... I think it was like midway through last year he popped a bit, and then it's obviously this season really shown out. Yeah, but Gary Trent was one of the bubble's best performers and kind of continued that into next year, into this year, especially with C.J. McCollum out as well. He, he I thought Gary Trent was f- fantastic. So I, I, I don't really see this as – this is to me more of like a lateral move, I guess, to get Jordan Powell, and that still seems – Norman. Norman, yeah, Jesus, I've been calling yeah. him Jordan Powell all day. Um, yeah. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I just think that you're giving up. I guess Rodney Hood wasn't part of their plans either, but you're also giving mm-hmm. up another guy that you know was in your rotation for him. And and like I said, I'm sure Norman Powell is an upgrade than Gary Trent. They must view him as an upgrade, or else they don't make this yeah. deal. But I I just but really, dude, think about I like this. Gary Credit Trent. to the Raptors, they're trading um, Norman Powell at his. Peak value, absolutely, yeah. So smart move, smart there. move. Yeah, uh, we'll I, see I like Gary Trent, and out, I though. I think he could play alongside Fred Van Fleet in the future too. So I think that could be, if they if they do decide to move off Lowry, I think that could be yeah. pretty good. Okay, um, let's go to your Clippers. They uh, trade away Sweet Lou Will um, for Rajon Rondo. And before we talk about your Clippers, I would just like to say how freaking funny it is that the Atlanta Hawks. The move they made this uh, trade deadline was to add a guy who can score and absolutely not play any defense. It is just so funny that that's what they like. Obviously, moving off Rondo, Rondo wasn't a great fit there. I'm not, but it's just so. It's just like you're okay. You're you're gonna go get Lou Will, the guy who is literally maybe the only guy in the NBA who's a worse defender than Trey Young, and. It's tough. And Lou Will has sucked in the playoffs, and you need as a Clippers fan to remember that and calm down with the Lou Will hype. He's that, a great – that agreed. Drake song is great. But. <laughs> I, I, the one thing I will say to defend Lou, he actually – this has probably been his best defensive season I've seen from him in, in the past. So and No, no, no. I'm, I'm being serious. He actually – he played good defense. They still hit him on, on shitty offensive players, but he played a, with a lot of effort, a lot of heart. But, however, on the other end, offensively, this is also the worst season I've seen offensively from Lou Will, where I don't know if he mm-hmm. just lost it or whatever. But he was he's, well, one, he's one of the most important Clippers, I think, of well, probably of, in franchise history now because just the Clippers' history is so sad. He, By default, see, thing, he gets to The to, thing to, with to Lou like Will, though, in the playoffs, it was like, yeah, he was a bad yeah. defender, but I, he even struggled offensively. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I and agree. So, um, I he like the get move a shot. for the Clippers. I, I, I do I don't too. Know, bet on playoff Rondo. Well, worked last so he, year. Here's the other thing too: is Lou Will uh, said in I think an Instagram post too is if he does get dealt this season, he's going to retire. 
he said he's done. He's he's over. So I I wonder if that was part of the price too, is if he's if he's just not gonna play at all for Atlanta. But I mm-hmm. I feel like he's gonna at least finish out the season. It's where he's that got, strip club that has the wings is. Well, he's also I think he's from Atlanta too. I, I'm not positive, but so like I mean it's his it's his hometown, and I I think it it could be cool. But again, like I I'm I'm still like I'm I'm still really sad about it because I Rondo's not exactly what i had in mind but he is probably yeah. the best pure point guard i think um for for the price that they were willing to pay the clippers are just mm-hmm. really weird where they're uh, just to go on, brief clipper corner just for a second go for it um they have this weird relationship with luke Kennard. i don't know have you been following this at all yeah like, i have it's it's really it's fucking weird. weird they he started out the season he was like you know seventh eighth man maybe off the bench and then they just stopped playing him because he, he just got really cold for a set, for like a, a quick spell for about like a, maybe like a two-week stretch. Out of the rotation, DNPing every night. And then earlier this week against the Atlanta Hawks, he goes like eight for eight, gets 20 points, is insanely good. And then he he immediately jumps up in the rotation to like seven, six man uh, against the Spurs. Doesn't look good, doesn't play the rest of the game, plays like six minutes. I don't. I, they they gave him like a three year extension. After yeah, like, Harrell was all salty about that. Yeah, I I don't I don't fucking know what they're doing with Luke Kennard. I I personally really like what I've seen from Luke Kennard, um, more so than like Reggie Jackson. I personally, I just yeah. I just don't really like what Reggie Jack. I think Reggie Jackson's a good player. I just I just what he does is a little toxic. I think to the clip to the to the whole flow of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's why I think getting Rondo is is huge because it's going to cut down on those Reggie Jackson minutes uh, a ton, I hope. And probably he's going to immediately slot into starting point guard with Beverly out still. So I'm, I'm excited to see what a true... This is the first point guard the Clippers have had since Chris Paul. So, I mean, this is also... Yeah. Is also they very, did. They very needed exciting. a point guard. They did. So they we'll did. see if Rondo can uh, do that, or if it just 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 what version of Rondo are you gonna get? Are you gonna get last year's Laker Rondo, or and then like the Chicago like prime game Rondo, or are you gonna get the um, Dallas Mavericks Rondo or the Hawks Rondo? So we'll see. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about is Evan Fournier is headed from the Magic to the Celtics. The Magic really clean in house. <laughs> Um, this isn't the biggest move. Obviously, I think Celtics fans wanted to make a bigger splash in this uh, trade deadline because they the team has really been they, struggling. They look broken. Um, like I, yeah, just that, watched I mean, the game against the Bucks. It was a two point game. They're the bad, end, but they they were bad that game. They looked terrible. Kemba contract is terrible. Um, there's ob- they all hate Tristan Thompson. Yeah, so there's a whole thing there. Marcus Smart though does stay on the team. Very excited. Which was heavily rumored that he was going to leave, and I. It was curious when I saw that, like, there's a lot of rumors, obviously, he might be, get traded for Aaron Gordon. And to me, it was just like, Marcus Smart and two first-round picks is like, how would, like, Marcus Smart is kind of, like, just as good as Aaron Gordon in a way. Like, they're very close to me, at least I think. So I think it's nice that the Celtics keep him. He's the longest-tenured Celtic. I think that's good. And he's but, the heart and soul of their team, I think. Like, he's, yeah, he's the, They he's get the Evan Fournier. Mm-hmm. From the Magic, uh, what do you, I think Evan Fournier can do some uh, playmaking for the Celtics? A little fill in a little bit of what they're missing from uh, Gordon Hayward not being there. Um, I don't think it drastically moves the needle too much though at all. What do you think? Yeah, I I think this is just a case of just another guy. I mean, I, which is 
big because they really I don't even know what did the Celtics give back for that because I don't think it was like uh, anything. two second round picks or something that's nothing I I would have and like, I would love this deal. the Celtics did get they traded Daniel Tice to Chicago and got uh, Mo Wagner which I get I'll maybe we'll talk about that later but I, I that that whole the whole Wagner situation there and is just so fucking weird to me I I, I don't yeah. know that's the biggest what the fuck trade for me that I have written down but um. Yeah, no, I like Fournier a lot. He's um he's just like he's just another guy, another scorer on this team. Can't really play defense. So this isn't exactly what they needed, but I think mm-hmm. it's he's like another really good player. He's still got I think a couple years left on his deal. I'll have to check that for sure. But I I, I think again, it's just talent, talent acquisition. It's just smart because they they needed more proven veteran guys and, and a little bit less minutes to I don't know. It seems like, unfortunately, Neesmith has been kind of a bust for them. Um, but I think that's probably just a case of them playing a, a rookie in a veteran rotation that they need real minutes from. So I imagine he's probably going to slot into that Neesmith maybe. And they just lost uh, Samuel Ogele as well, who was, mm-hmm. uh, I think that was that last night? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I imagine Fournier is going to come in and probably play pretty similarly to that and it's just again yeah. it's just another guy and I, I i think it helps i think it helps but i agree i don't, I don't it, it still didn't fix the core problem i, I think. yeah well and going on to the tice thing the tice thing is one of the stupidest trades i mean i don't i, yeah. I like what tice brought to the table I for the too. celtics he wasn't i think what was he is what you're gonna lean on tristan thompson now more like what the hell are you doing and mo wagner sucks I, he sucks i actually like wagner Actually, he's he's, yeah. he's he's having a really good year, and he's very young. I think that's I think the Celtics probably saw Wagner is very similar to how Tice plays and skill level. Yeah, I just would have kept Tice. I, I, I agree, kept Tice. but I think also just age wise too, because I think uh, what Wagner is probably like five years younger too as well, and on a rookie yeah. deal still. That's my guess is why they did it. I don't I don't mind. I I mean I obviously would have rather swapped out like Tristan Thompson for for Wagner mm-hmm. as, as if I was them. Um, but I think maybe this might open the floor. Maybe if, I, I think not necessarily just Thompson, but I think Rob Williams, I think is going to get a way bigger role too, especially. So that's, that's, yeah. that's, and they much more didn't exciting. have to move him. So that's yeah, good. 100%. So it might be a blessing in disguise. They didn't have to give off any, they, they really didn't trade off any major pieces and they just swapped Tyson mm-hmm. Wagner. But again, that's not what this, I think the Celtics needed to shake things up a little bit more to really be competitive. And they have still they still have the massive trade exception from the Gordon Hayward deal that I think expires in the summer, so they still can use it. But just, yeah, they need to use that. But like, it's going to get to the point where these this is going to be the roster. This this whole this window is going to be the roster basically, and and there's not going to be much flexibility in that. So this is the last chance to get one more guy, and I don't think Fournier and Wagner are are. <laughs> Are, are gonna yeah move yeah. the needle I, the, I the, they're at the victim they're like whatever happens with Kemba is how the Celtics will go I think Tatum and Brown are continue to get better but uh if Kemba is just a shell of himself and you're paying him all that money it is going to be tough especially when you lose Gordon Hayward for nothing and you could have gotten some pieces there what are you gonna say he's gonna also, get should have fucking kept Terry Rozier 100 so thing is that proved. that's that 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 was a mistake too I mean, and then the, they flubbed. That was up. like the biggest mistake they made. No, I I Rocher. think the Gordon Hayward deal is is not not doing the sign and trade with Indiana is is I think a little worse, personally, because they they did get they got that was part of the Kemba deal too was the Terry Rozier they did a sign and trade for Kemba and Terry Rozier so they basically swapped Rozier for Kemba which uh, on paper was smart uh, in retrospect it it 
was not, but like I, I like you do that deal every time in the moment. I think Kemba's way better at that point than Terry Rozier was looking like. But I agree. scary Terry though led them from some good playoff runs. He did, he did. He was he was insane. I mean, he killed Eric Bledsoe, but it's Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah, he um, did. He did legitimately murdered Eric Bledsoe. Um, wait, I one last thing though. I was I was just yeah. gonna say is um, fuck, I can't I fucking oh right oh uh, um Kemba. Do you would you mm-hmm. trade Kemba for because he's going to approach this deal this level of deal of John Wall and Russell Westbrook are going to be the names yeah so. well I mean yeah I trade Kemba what are you going to fucking trade him for it's going to be <laughs> well John Wall Russell Westbrook probably is, is going to be the money oh. match that's what I'm saying so like oh, that's that's the I thing would. that puts you into that that kind of thing is and I think they might trade Kemba for Westbrook I think I would too uh, and that's, get, that's I would shitty. take Westbrook out of those three that's that's really shitty isn't it like that's where we're at especially too and i think in the worst part is i think boston has to throw in a pick for that deal it's not a clean swap Mm -hmm. oh oh poor 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 quickly a bad contract and folks as you hear the knocking i just want everyone when you're listening to this podcast right now say fuck you to the people who live above me (laughs) like the person hasn't even moved in yet and they're changing the floors and they have the audacity to tell me that they're looking forward to being a member of this community (laughs) fuck you Come listen Wait, to this shit like I have to. They're changing the floors before they even move in? Yeah. Wow. But don't worry. They had a special audio engineer yeah, who gonna... is going to cancel sound. <laughs> it was, um, this greatest society is one of the greatest societies, uh, technolo- technological achievements, but they're just using <laughs> it to help people install floors in small apartments. The fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Um, they've already made an enemy of me. Um, all right. A guy who is going to get bought out in officially now and who is going to be on, I would say, definitely a playoff team. I only see like one or two teams have a shot at him. Um, is Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, I think, uh, could be of value to the Lakers, definitely, to replace that JaVale McGee, uh, Dwight Howard role. Um, I do think that if you're the Nets, if you can, try, see if he's interested. Um, I haven't heard the Celtics. But I do think that's interesting if they could somehow swing that. Um, Josh, you seem to be confident that Andre Drummond is going to be headed to the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you want to say why? I just think it's too much star power. It's it's already kind of rumored. It's out there, and I just think it's just it's going to be hard to turn down just a spot at the Lakers. The Lakers are just one of the most historic franchises, and it's just going to be one of those things where you just completely brainwash they need a star too especially with anthony Davis. that's going to be their pitch to him is anthony davis lebron's out you're our star player our franchise player for the time being like make your money make your case and so i think on top of that he could this could wind up getting him in the next contract as well at a favorable price for him so Mm -hmm. i i just think based on situations i think it makes the most sense however i guess at the same time if he bets on himself and it fucking just falls apart and the lakers just suck with that uh, I mean, at the end, that's that's the risk you take. But the Clippers were also rumored to be interested as well. Uh, the Nets, mm-hmm. the Knicks, uh, the Celtics were actually one of the shortlist teams. Which, okay. Again, if you could replace Tristan Thompson with Drummond, that's also very nice. But I just think the Celtics are too much of a dumpster fire to probably do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. Two things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I do think that the hype or the speculation of where Drummond will end up going has led him to be a bit massively overrated absolutely um because the one thing we need to remember it's like oh my god these teams could add him he literally got bought out 
because no one would trade for him. We need to keep that in mind. And I think it's a nice fit for the Lakers and Clippers and stuff like that. But we do need to keep in mind when talking about Andre Drummond, there are going to be times in the playoffs where he is a dinosaur out there and you cannot have him defensively. That is why he is getting bought out. We need to remember that. It's not like, oh, shit, the team is bringing on a former All-Star. I would say slow the brakes on that. Slow the brakes, Josh. The one thing I'd say is it's not that he's not a good player, and that's why he's getting bought out is because he sucks. I mean, obviously, if he was good enough, it's 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 just the price. For what he does, it's not worth $30 million a year. But, like, I would I would pay him he's 15. Still, he is a dinosaur, though. He's a dinosaur. Yeah. He will get... Like yeah, the, I mean, he it, could. He, he could, needs to be a JaVale Dwight role from last year, which absolutely. is not big. He can't be this guy that you're expecting to go play 30, 35 minutes a game. Because in the playoffs, Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, Luka, Kawhi, they're all just going to ISO on him all day long. Agreed. So, and that's also why that's, I think Lakers make sense, too, because he doesn't have to be. Like, that's still a very, very small role yeah. when it comes time to the playoffs as well. Where, again, like the best case scenario is he's he honestly is better than JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard, but not much better than what they were for yeah. them. I mean, it's it's going to be Clint Capella, basically. He's just going to be Clint Capella, where occasionally he's not going to be able to play. Maybe there's going to be a game, though, where he's just too good that you kind of have to leave him in and kind of deal with the consequences, too. But, I mean, that's the upside I think Drummond might give you because he is he is a good player, and he's, he's still pretty yeah. young. But, I mean, like, he's – yeah, you're, you're right, though. I agree with you. His skill If you're New York, Boston, or uh, Brooklyn, there is a part of me, though, that does think you might try and push a bit hard, especially if you're Boston, but who the fuck knows, like we said. you If you need it, if you're feeling a little like, oh, shit, we're going to have to go against Joel Embiid in the playoffs, hoping he comes back you healthy. You need size. You need size, and although Joel Embiid does own Andre Drummond, like yeah, lives rent free in his head. Yeah, I if I'm the Celtics, I'd rather throw Drummond at Embiid than have to throw uh, fucking Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams. I like Robert Williams. I just think he's not filled out anywhere near to be do- taking on that. Task. Absolutely, it's same thing with Brooklyn too. Is you need a guy, a big guy, to play against Giannis and again Embiid as well. I think that that's also the dream destination. I think if you're a, an objective basketball fan, I think the Nets. Mm-hmm. I I don't actually love the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers make sense a lot, but I don't think he wants to necessarily do that per se. Just be Dwight Howard. <laughs> but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't even begin to know what Drummond is thinking and feeling at this point. But uh, the Nets would be scary because I think that's like the ultimate pick and roll partner for Harden, and there's no way that he gets like his role. You you absolutely are positive what his role is if he goes to Brooklyn. Like he's not he's mm. not going to have the ball like at any crucial point, and and maybe even not even be on the floor at any crucial point because Joe Harris is going to play over him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, a few moves a few last couple things before we wrap up this special trade deadline edition of the pineapple couch uh jj reddick is headed to luca and porzingis in dallas to join the mavericks um this is just a move i think that the uh, the mavericks wouldn't have had to make if they didn't stupidly trade seth curry i agree that's my that's my take yeah on this, this is- jj's old i love jj reddick we'll see what he can do he's, he's old it's defensively he's tough but he can still shoot so we'll see what happens yeah he's he's basically just gonna be seth curry and this you're right it's just them remedying their past mistake how i i do th- i do still like josh richardson though i think he's been he's been playing pretty well recently as well so it's i guess mm-hmm. it's another guy I'd much rather have seth curry though than jj reddick at this point of their careers though yeah but yeah i, I agree um, with you 
And speaking of Seth Curry, uh, George Hill is going to go to the 76ers to join them. Love this um, move. Yeah. I, I think this is, a, this, is, this is as excited as I can be about a George Hill move because it's obviously <laughs> not that exciting. We've actually seen this. Like I, I feel like I've seen yeah, George Hill, Hill trade at the trade deadline like four or five times in the last six years, and every single time it's like, holy shit, here comes George Hill, and it's like it didn't work with the Cavs. I'm pretty sure it didn't work with the Bucks. Like he was but, good for um, the Bucks. I mean, obviously, like team success wise, you're right, but like he was he was very good in whatever he did for either any of those teams really that he was traded for. But but you're right. Does so. this change anything for the 76ers? You? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I don't think. I still like Brooklyn over them, for instance. Even Milwaukee, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Milwaukee and Sixers are, are like a Milwaukee really close. has been looking a, really it's, good. It's scary. Um, it actually, you know what's fun is the Clippers play both of them this weekend. So Ooh. that's gonna be that's gonna be a really fun set of games if you're interested in those. But um, yeah, I think this is this is a really good move. If they couldn't get Lowry, I I mean. <laughs> It's 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 not like the next best thing. It's but it's like the the fifth best thing is is George Hill. Like yeah, George Hill. He's a solid. Sh- it's more shooting. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA still. They didn't want to give up Tybal. Yeah, he's great. And so they. I, I don't so blame. I him. I don't mind them betting on him, because um, I think that was a probably a big holdup in the Kyle Lowry scenario. So and you're able to add a guy no risk. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see because only help you. I'm wondering if if he will slot into like a traditional starting point guard for this team too, and maybe if that opens up things for Ben Simmons, where he doesn't have to be the primary ball handler. On top of that, too, could be really interesting. But I, I don't necessarily yeah. think George Hill is at that level that they see him as to be to yeah. be that kind of guy. But um, like a it's off tough the to have Ben Simmons off ball though. It is. Too. It I, is. I, but, I think he'll come off the bench, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree, but I, I still think I, I actually think Ben Simmons off ball could actually be very dangerous uh, as a cutter and just defend focus entirely on defensively as well. In this situation, mm-hmm. could be really fucking scary if he doesn't have to worry about getting guys going. But um, yeah, well, I mean, dude, his coach is Doc Rivers, and <laughs> Doc Rivers the last five to six years in that run with the Clippers, you know, he did a great job of taking teams to the next level. I mean, he almost got to the conference finals so many times. <laughs> yeah um see that's that's the one thing right is that's why you're, you're probably do you bet on Budenholzer who's the king of playoff collapses or Doc Rivers the king of playoff collapses I'm, I have neither that's not my Eastern Conference Finals I have Brooklyn Miami Miami after after the depot trade or even before that you had Miami before I had yeah. that I liked what I've been seeing the thing Miami was getting a lot of shit earlier this year but it's, they were so fucking hurt yeah with COVID too they had a bunch of guys like, yeah Butler so lost like 20 like, pounds from COVID like that's that's ridiculous you can't fucking and t- and Hero and Robinson have both been uh, a little underwhelming this season too. Mm-hmm. Their, their shooting's been a little bit down, but I imagine they're going to get going. They're they're too good. Yeah, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, and if uh, they're yeah, keeping so I'm you, those two is my favorite. You think they keep Iguodala too? I was going to say, or do you think he gets bought out? <sighs> I thought what was going to happen was that uh, in one of the deals they made, it could have been the Oladipo deal, or if they went after Lowry, I thought he was going to get included in some way and essentially just get bought out. And maybe go to the Warriors or something, but at this point, I think you keep Iguodala. Yeah, the Heat. Um, I, I he lost Crowder last season or from last year. Keep that. Keep keep Iggy. One hundred. And then um, I was going to bring up the Marcus Chris deal 
as well because I well, how do you feel about that because I, I kind of like Marcus Chris but Marquise Chris um, but he's yeah uh, I mean he had broken leg he was exciting <laughs> last year uh, he was so young when he was drafted and he does have somewhat of upside but the little Warriors did this for luxury tax yeah. reasons um, I, I don't think unfortunately I would like to see Marcus Chris have a successful career I unfortunately however don't think this trade trade matters at all like, no, I, I, we might I have kind seen of agree. Of Marquise Chris. Yeah, because, so. I, I mean, Pascal and Looney and obviously Wiseman, I think, are, are better than him and played him, played oh, yeah. over him in the rotation. It was just Marquise Chris was, like, one of the guys in the in the Warriors team last year was what I remember. Yeah. He was good um, in 2K so, last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's – um. I mean, again, though, I guess you don't want to bring back the guy that what, – what was the record last year, 15 and what, 47? 50. 15 and 50 i thought oh god jesus christ dude. tough but you know three rings josh three, three rings. rings yeah no no no. hey three i rings. mean you can endure it i the, listen the clippers have been shit for most of my life so all of your life oh <laughs> you're not shit until you've been to a western conference finals josh all right all right that's fair um i'm still optimistic with the lakers out. i think though that the way the clippers are starting to get kind of roasted again is good because you know what the Clippers aren't good at being like favorites, front runners. <laughs> because last year I was pretty fucking confident the Clippers were going to win it all. Even going into the playoffs, I was like, "There's no way." And so, yeah, it's Paul they, George. When they're being doubted, team. I would rather. I like the idea of Ka- Kawhi being doubted. He's, we'll see what Paul George will do. That's the last thing on Clipper Corner I wanted to bring up is they've been actually Clipper on Corner. A fucking, Jesus Christ. They've been on a fucking roll lately, the Clippers. They've been look they've looked really good since the Atlanta game. I mean, it's only been two games, but yeah, Kawhi a crazy two game run. But listen, Kawhi Kawhi looks this is the best I've seen Kawhi all season is right now. And mm-hmm. if he if he it might have just been against playing against San Antonio, he always just plays pissed off. But Kawhi looks fucking locked in. And that's should be terrifying to the rest of the league. Yeah. So I he, mean that, that's why everyone thought they were gonna win last year. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um Last move before we get on out of here, JaVale McGee to the Nuggets. Um, this is basically filling like the Mason Plumley role last year on the Nuggets. Yeah, say, Josh. Yeah, it's, it's ba- I, backup center. It's deep. Yeah, I think I um, like it. JaVale like McGee it. returns McGee. too. Yeah, dude, he <laughs> did good for the Warriors. He obviously did well for the Lakers. Um, I like this move for Denver. Um, How many rings I think does Denver, he have? Is it four? No, he's got like three. Three is because I don't two with the he has two with the Warriors. Two with the Warriors. The okay, okay. I was I was gonna say if he had four rings, if Javale McGee had four rings, I'd be pretty pissed. I would be. T- I just in general, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, no, I yeah. they got rid of Isaiah Hardenstein, who I I wasn't super great for them, and mm-hmm. also they uh, R J Hampton. Also, I I we forgot to mention earlier in the in the Aaron Gordon deal. I, I'm sure you did, but I didn't talk about it. that's. I liked R.J. Hampton a lot, but obviously he just wasn't good enough to crack the Denver rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I like this Javel McGee backup center role. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it'll be very good. This is what he's destined to be in this NBA. Uh, and uh, shout out, shout out to me, really quick. Sure. Um, for two things. One, LeBron James got injured. Credit to me for not being a giant asshole on social oh, media, yeah. just doing it privately. No, Credit I'm, to me for that. I'm, I'm happy um, for you. And two. Before the season started, I said that we would have Nets Nuggets in the and finals. Jokic would be MVP. 
It looks pretty damn good right now. It does. Yeah, it looks it pretty does. damn good. What yeah. were you going to say, though? Sorry, for I was giving myself credit. No, 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 yeah. I, I'll give you credit, too. I, I will say jo- it was Joel Embiid's until he got hurt, though. And and then oh, yeah. Le- and then LeBron got hurt, too, which I, I still think Unfortunately. Jokic should have probably gotten over LeBron anyways, for the for the record. I I, but, I agree. But, I, agree. I mean, but I LeBron, LeBron was going to be in the it. discussion to maybe take off some votes from Jokic because, again, the media mm-hmm. votes are – gonna always lean lebron chairman james yeah um what i was gonna say is because i i kind of teased it earlier because i didn't mention it is this is this is the worst trade of the day for me because i just wanted to to do this one because i did the best Mm -hmm. trade earlier with aaron gordon i i still love that deal on paper the wizards trading mo wagner and troy brown to chicago for chandler hutchinson and daniel gafford no picks. E- e- easy what you say about Mr. Hutchinson, I, former Mission Viejo High School Diablo, friend of I don't, the program. I do not mean to to insult either of those players, but I just mean that, like, Wagner and Troy Brown are much better than both of them, though. Much better. You never know. Chandler they're they're young guys. Candidate. <laughs> you see, Josh, you're just making enemies with the, the one professional athlete we know on the couch. You're just making yeah. enemies. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but it's it, to me like yeah, I, I don't understand <laughs> why why doesn't Chicago throw in a pick for this? This like th- I don't know why Washington's doing a clean swap of Wagner. Who Washington's I think so dumb. They they had value with Wagner, and then they just get rid of you it. You are higher on Wagner than anyone in the world. I know, and you know the the funniest things. I hate Wagner, like just as a as as like for for what, what he. Did. <laughs> I just don't care. I just I, don't think he's that good. No, I th- I think he's actually strong pretty feelings good. about he, Mo Wagner. That's he just crazy. seems he's an asshole. You hate Michigan from, basketball? I I well I, I I don't love Michigan basketball. Let's just say, but I don't I don't hey. not like it. Shout out but. to the fact fucking Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dude, I've been rooting for Pac twelve. Four out of the sixteen. Um, Evan Mobley is the best player in the country by far. I still like Cunningham. I'm 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 a Cunningham. Uh, Evan Mobley, dude, that guy is freaking. I understand. Gnarly. I understand completely. I just I just think Cunningham's gonna be better than him. Is the thing. Just we'll see. As, as we'll ball see. handler, I th- he's got he's got the path early, and I think he's gonna wind up on OKC potentially too, which could be really cool to just go Oklahoma State to Oklahoma City. So play with SGA. Yeah, I think that that's an electric backcourt. I, I think that's that's gonna be fun if if that does happen. Um, well, we'll do some sort of mock draft or where we uh, draft out the players this year for sure. I'm down. Um, but that is going to do it. For episode 86, our NBA trade deadline special. Josh, a pleasure as always. Um, To the listeners, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with some more pods. God bless. See you next time.